0: Hello, everyone. And before we start this uh, episode of the Dodgeball Podcast, I just want to go ahead and point out that what we are experiencing and going through with the protest is is not a moment, it's a movement. And I don't know where I saw that, but that's probably one of the best ways to describe what's going on. And the reason why I wanted to open up with that before we get into the actual episode was just to let people know that, um, yeah, we're going to start talking about Dodgeball again. But um, that does not mean that we are forgetting or moving past uh, what's taking place. So hopefully um, we see a lot of change. And um, I'm, I'm more than willing and open to talking about uh, current events if that's where we want to go. But I'm um, going to go ahead and, and go back to talking about dodgeball. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy this episode. And here's to a second half of Season 4. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I am joined once again by Austin Deeks. Austin, what's up, man?
1: Uh, much Stephen. How's it going?
0: It's going. Um, I think we kind of covered that part offline, and we're not really here to talk about me. So, uh, but no, it's it's going. Yeah. I'm coming out of a little hiatus, but uh, ready to start the, I guess, the second half of season season four and the second half of uh, Jumanji or whatever the heck is going on with the world right now. So.
1: <laughs> yeah who knows what's coming next
0: yeah i think um cocaine Bores was was june now now we've got another strain of the swine flu or some nonsense or i don't know
1: i yep i heard about that i didn't get to read too much into it but i mean at this point i wouldn't be surprised yeah I would not would be surprised if you know what's coming next for this year we're, we're only halfway through it <laughs> so We'll see what the rest of the year brings us.
0: Yeah, that's that's the wildest thing, man. Just looking back on, on everything, and, I mean, obviously I, I feel like there, <clears throat> there's been a lot of good to come out of things. Like, um, you know, I was, I was actually listening to the, the Jon Stewart uh, episode with Joe Rogan, and they're saying that um, one one of the guys that, John, that uh, Rogan had was saying that COVID – exposed vulnerabilities in our like economic makeup and our healthcare system and granted it's it's been horrible for a lot of people i I hope that that's it's opening the eyes of a lot of people that would take stuff for granted and i hope that we come out of this a little bit better and more sensitive to people that actually get sick so instead of like working from or working through the flu or working through some kind of illness that you have it's been proven that you could work remotely so stay at home Um, And I'm just trying to look at this through like a a silver lining. And, um, you know, this is the first actual interview, if you don't count our quick Happy Father's Day one, um, since um, everything's been going on with with the riots. And, I mean, that's been – it's hard for me to say that there's been anything positive from that other than seeing how supportive the dodgeball community has been and how, like, just – in your face we're not going to tolerate this crap anymore protesting going to protests mm-hmm. um standing up for people and yes. um yeah uh how, how have you been handling all this i mean you know we, we started off this year thinking cool we got four rounds of dodgeball you know this is usa dodgeball's first official run taking over for elite and then just boom like tanks so how yeah
1: you- so pretty much, you know, coming in 2020, I started off the year doing Sin City. I ref down there, um, where we somehow did not see each other. You know, we were in the same area, <laughs> um, but and I was excited for the year, full rounds. I was just ready. You know, um, my team we had gained two new players. Actually, no, three new players. Um, a girl and two guys, and. I was excited because we had great chemistry with these people. It was gonna be a fun team, uh, and you know the South was the only one that had around. We went to, to Dallas, had actually a pretty decent run in Dallas. There were some questionable things that happened, but that was handled offline with people with you know with people above, and you know I felt satisfied with the round one. Um, and you know when we had our our tradition is always having a nice dinner with the team after each round and having that dinner with the team i you know i felt like it felt like family all over and i was excited for the year and then pretty much the week later was when the lockdown happened and it just, just crushed crushed everybody's dreams for this year um so, it, it, it sucks because I miss everybody in Dodgeball. I miss all my good buddies from the South. I miss seeing people from all over. And, and I was ready to see highlight videos and seeing the reactions on your podcast, too. I love you know hearing the panels, hearing everybody's different takes on the round. So, it, it, it's upsetting. Um, most definitely hurts, but... Um, I've been kind of trying to, uh, the way I've been kind of coping with it is uh, what I started off, um, let's talk about about online, my habits, um, I was a bad drinker with sodas, mainly root beer, which by the way, my favorite is Barks. And I was drinking it three times a day, up to four to five times a week. And I ended up actually getting gout, which anybody listening is not familiar with it. You don't get gout until you're like, in your 60s. <laughs> I'm 26, so my doctor looked at me like, uh, something's wrong here.
0: This is so that happened, huh? Oh, so, so gout's uh, like swelling in the joints, or like what?
1: Yeah, I got so I got it in my left ankle. It doesn't, in the, I think the location does not, has no correlation to like, uh, has no really correlation to anything. Like there's no, no different meaning. it's just, if there's a um, throbbing and swelling in a joint area, it's possibly gout if you didn't injure it physically. Um, so, and it's, one of the things that happens from it is a bad diet, um, mainly with sugary sugary drinks and foods. So kinda was a a big (laughs) a big awakening to me. And that happened that actually happened in the fall. Like out got over it, got a steroid shot and um so to go into the habits I had, been, I had already been using it to kind of track a lot of things. It wasn't doing great in many areas. And the way the app works, you set up a, a, a theme. You know, did I drink a soda today? Did I have you know this food that shouldn't be, I should not have so much of today? Did I work out? You know, all that stuff. And you make it a widget on your Android phone, and you can just track it each day. It gives you stats, you know, percentage of days in the past so often that you're doing this or not doing this. It, it It's a great app. I recommend to everybody that's trying to get habits going because it is very easy, very useful, very user-friendly. And, you know, you can, you know, it's in the App Store. It is available for iPhone and Android. And it, it helped me out a lot. Um
0: so well, it it's really cool seeing that on the uh, dodgeball um, fit to win uh, groups. Yeah. And I remember I even hit you up too, because like there's some habits I'm trying to either fine tune or hone or establish. And when you gamify it like that, it, it does kind of help. And you're like, Oh man, I just broke a seven, eight day streak. Like, shoot, do I really yep. want to eat this ice cream or you know whatever it is? is? Um, <laughs> having gout though, that's, I mean, you know, he kind of talking offline. Like the doctor was like, "How did you pull this off?" And you are like, "Hey man, like, take it easy on me." <laughs> but,
1: yeah, um... it was. Uh, I, I, it was weird because I, I, at the time I had a desk job, and so I am just sitting there, and also my my ankle was just like throbbing, hurting. Yeah. And I told my, my boss, "I am like, it's hurting," and she was like, "Did you hurt it doing dodgeball?" or something? I am like, "I haven't played in a couple of months, <laughs> so I couldn't have done it in dodgeball." And and it just kept on getting worse and worse, and so went doctor to doctor's day, and then, you know, like I said, you, need to, you got gout, um, so it's it's not not a fun experience at all. It was the most, I'd say, most miserable to in my experience, most miserable thing to deal with, especially with your ankle. Um, so far, no underlying effects from it, but only time can tell. Um, so yeah, the habits definitely helped me with that. Um, currently on uh, precisely 128 days without any soda. Um, so right before COVID-19 hit was when I started it. So we get how much time. We've been in lockdown. Um, and nothing I was tracking was not eating candy. And I actually can count on two hands how many times I've had candy in the past year and three months or whatever when I started tracking that. So,
0: hmm. what um, cause I, I kind of might want to pocket this part of the conversation for, for down the road um, in the interview, but realizing we kind of just dove right into it, which is fine. But uh, just in case, um, you know, whoever's listening to this doesn't know you. Um, Totally forgot like the first question. is like, what team do you currently play for? <laughs> I mean, would you have played for? Well, you did have one round, so.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I play on category five in the South. Um, we have been together for three years. Yes, I want to say it's three years right now. Um, original members, we first started off at UDC to a local um tournament and then the next spring we jumped into elite. Um and uh you know this past year we had a couple people retire for family reasons and everything. Uh people moved. Um so this year we had you know Clay Krillin, Alex Vern, uh Travis Avery, Travis Schilling and a couple other people uh Deanna from from Dallas was also one of our girls Ariana who's Travis Shields girlfriend um myself and uh Randall um Randall Mitchell always always botches last name um that's our that's our team great guys and girls I mean just awesome group
0: gotcha and um Trying to trying to get some of the preliminaries out of the way. Actually, real quick, so somebody on the stream can't help can't help myself. Yeah um they said Bargs is it. So I will bleep myself <laughs> for that, but I didn't want to uh censor the comment because that guy seems to feel really strongly about uh bargs repair. So <laughs> but um I'm more of an Yes, Bargs
1: is but... my baby. I <sighs> it's it, it, it's bad. Like I used to have a um used to have a thing where I used to like actually mug an A&W and then I just started to uh, get back on my Barks. So that <laughs> Barks is, is definitely keen in my books.
0: It's all right. I'm, I'm not going to go as far as this, this, what guy, what this one guy is saying, but uh, I mean, Booper is repair for me. It's all, it's all the same. I'll probably uh, <laughs> steer clear of any further comments. though. So I don't want to upset you, but yeah, um, Go back to oh, just some know. of the preliminaries. Um, what, what what's your number? What number are you?
1: Currently, my number is twenty four. Oh, um, why is that? So, I used to be number six. Um, took inspiration from LeBron. Uh, changed it to twenty four because growing up, I was a Jeff Gordon fan. Um, some people know that they, they relate twenty four to Kobe. I was not a Kobe fan. Break. Uh, growing up um so 24 is actually inspiration from nascar driver jeff gordon um, so
0: yeah that's why i i went with it gotcha <clears throat> jeff gordon i mean speaking of like current events and i mean i've i've never cared for nascar um i, I want to just because of how quickly they responded to um bubba wallace mm-hmm. and just how like there's just no question like this is the right thing to do um yep. even though that whole like news thing was um not a mistake but just they mistook it for something else like they just without question like the nfl still hasn't figured out how to handle uh kaepernick and people protesting but nascar's like yeah no, boom i mean we are probably the most like um redneck for lack of better words uh you know what i mean like- <laughs> oh
1: no don't worry I, I i i get called redneck many times because of my love for nascar i mean if you were to look at like my room as a kid actually in my room right now <laughs> i have like i have a dale and uh like helmet sticker on my wall i have a talladega flag uh jeff Gordon boulevard street sign like i'm die hard nascar and when this news all came out, I I was surprised that that actually was even allowed. I I had a feeling it probably happened, like Confederate flags getting in, because I knew I knew the fan base. I mean, it's legit all south. Um, but you know, I thought it happened a while ago. So seeing it actually surprised me that this didn't happen sooner. And but I and I was really happy that it it did happen. Um. And then the whole bubble wall situation. At first, I was I was shocked because the initial thinking was, how could someone that's on the inside do do this? And then when I saw everything, you know, everything coming to light, what happened? I was like, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I saw that they posted a picture of what was mistaken for a noose. Now, it is technically a noose if you see the picture of it. Um, and I even asked one well, Francis said, "Did you see the picture?" And he was like, "Yes." He said, "Okay, tell me, is that a news?" He's like, "Yes." He said, "Okay, I'll make sure I'm not the only one here that thinks this is a news." If I were someone, especially in that situation, Bubble Wallace was in—he's under so much heat, you know, at the time because everyone's blaming him for the Confederate flag ban. Um, I would take that as like, okay, well, what, what the heck? So, I would, I'm glad the response i'm very happy the response you know richard petty even came down you know 80 year old man risked his health to come and support his driver so i'm happy with the current state of nascar as i'll ever be because it's just a great sport great community
0: yeah and um it's can't speak for you know uh Bubba wallace but like i imagine you, you pretty much put a big target on your on your on your back by vocalizing your thoughts on the confederate flag and you know the if you're already looking um i don't even know how to say this like if you're already in this very very emotionally charged situation and you you feel threatened already you can't blame me for for thinking that um no and the,
1: the and and i don't know if you saw it wasn't him that saw it. he didn't even know it was there it was one of is one of his crew members no, that saw it reported right. it nascar told him and so, you know, he never got to see it. So, Dang. but I mean, still, even then, it's like, of course, he's going to have that kind of reaction. We need that situation, like you said.
0: Well, I think the coolest thing was, you know, we're kind of talking about trying to find the silver lining between um, all the protests and, and shutdown and COVID. I mean, just seeing everybody walking with him and showing that solidarity, like that was really emotional. Like I, I even got a little choked up just seeing that. I was like, yeah. man, I wish I liked nascar because this is uh this is so cool to Uh, see um it
1: was so emotional seeing bubba wallace you know you know sit on top like on his window and like he when he got over and started crying it's like it it hits you it's like this man feels hurt but he also like he feels the support from everybody else there including the what's the literal king of the sport giving him his support so it's like it it's, it's, it's hard. It's awesome. And another thing, actually, I bought um, pre- or pre-ordered is Black Lives Matter uh, die-cast car. It's the first die-cast car I have ever bought, and I am so happy to receive it because it was such an awesome car. And I uh, i recall correctly that the money I spent on that is going to help with uh, racial uh, racial equality. I to make sure I thats that term right. Um, you know, help out. I, I want to say it goes to the NAACP, but I could be wrong, which, which program it gets donated to.
0: But it's going to go to something. It's going to go to a good cause.
1: Yes. That's, yeah. and that's why I said once I, um, it's funny. Because it's, it's, it goes through um, plan B, plan B sales. Um uh, the you know a company that makes Plan B pills, but they, you know, they said it's it uh, pretty much most or all the proceeds go to go to this whole situation. I was like instantly, yep, give me that. So I was, you know, I, I, I'm very excited to get this, um, and you know, happy I can, you know, do something. So
0: nice. <clears throat> Yeah, it's uh kind of glad we we're kind of going in and out of you know current events because um it's just it's one of those things like you can't really I- ignore what's going on um especially since we're not playing dodgeball it's like well it mm-hmm. would be yep. kind of weird if we just completely pretended like nothing was happening and just dove right into dodgeball speak um and I'm totally fine with it. obviously I want you know these interviews um, are long form for a reason so we can kind of just go where the interview goes but um. Do you want to kind of go back to some of the basics and you'll you'll probably hear that a few more times. Sure. Um but uh where where actually are you from? So Texas is obviously where I'm thinking, but help me out
1: here. <laughs> so actually I'm from New Orleans, born and raised in New Orleans. Um Yeah, yeah, that's where I, that's where I currently live.
0: Well I'm an idiot, I haven't lived so thanks not anywhere else. I just, I'm so used to all the South being Texas right now. Um, sorry, South region. I just, I am, I've said this many times. I'm I'm really bad at geography. So, I mean, I asked this question for quote unquote the audience, but it's also for me too, just because I need to get outside my little world. But, um, so, so New <laughs> Orleans then, um, and you kind of talked about like,
1: you say, it right. New Orleans, not New Orleans, <laughs> Nolens,
0: NOLA. I don't no. know. <laughs> I'll just slur some words together and hope that it sounds like how it's supposed to. But um,
1: uh, Yep, yep. you you should see some of the names we have down here as far yeah. as streets. You'll be some little tongue twisters.
0: Well, I did get to go in 2016 for the uh, Elite Nationals down there, and um, my God, I was it humid as crap, but um, <laughs> it seemed really cool from what I remember. I mean, I remember playing dodgeball, drinking mm-hmm. way more than I probably should have. I remember bits and pieces of Bourbon Street. Um <laughs> I remember nice. really good food, and it was just a blur. But uh, seemed like a good time.
1: That's what we do down here. That's what we have fun with. Uh, I, I, lo- I love, I love hosting things down here because everyone gets to see how much of a great time we have down here. So it, it's such a great city. I love it so much for its environment, people here. So it's a great community.
0: Nice. Well, um, you kind of talked about like UDC, but I mean, what what got you into dodgeball, like? Like the very first, when when like you played dodgeball for the first time, like what 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 got you into it, or what was your start?
1: Um, in my adult life, uh, was in 2015. Uh, I had a few buddies from high school. Uh, one of them played in the local league, Nolan's Dodgeball Association, and they invited you know our whole crew to come play at, at the uh, open gym. And I was like, you know, dodgeball? Heck yeah. So go, go over with them and uh, had a great time. Um, just, you know, met a lot of people. Met, um met Stu, Stuart Contreras. He's originally from L.A., um, the West Coast. And, you know, got to meet him a lot of people and then that same crew we made our own team for the upcoming fall season and <laughs> as cringy as now our teaming was troop 417 uh in reference to Four Seventeen from the dodgeball movie <laughs>
0: so oh. <laughs> the, the girls uh, the, yeah the brownie scouts the girl scouts
1: yep the girl scouts <laughs> nice. um yeah it was it was a good year um and that's kind of when i started making my name i met clay krillin literally about a month into the season and that's when our friendship kind of started up um and it, it just the rest is history um and it, was, it was a great fun first season because i actually ended up being final i must be myself being pretty darn good and i got nominated to being you know mvp um i didn't win it but and funny thing is what Stu decided to do is everyone put up a description um, for the nominees from each team. <laughs> and one of my buddies ended up putting a description, and I'm going to read it to you right now. Um, it goes, when you look up dodgeball in the dictionary, you will find a picture of Deeks with his game based on. Not only is Deeks a passionate dodgeball player, he is also a passionate lover. <laughs> when Deeks is studying at UNO, the university they went to, to be a boss, he puts his star status on hold and helps out others who are in need, especially single mothers. Sure, Jeez. Deeks likes to turn up on a Tuesday, but every other weekend he transforms from Captain I can't say these words right now to Daddy Deeks, where he enjoys spending time with his teenage son. It was once rumored that Deeks visited the Virgin Islands and shortly after he left, it was renamed the Islands. He is the most out out dodgeball player in the world. So... That was the description on my picture. (laughs) (laughs) Then that was the only one that had anything. Actually, I somehow ended up not winning. So, nice little.
0: I feel like how how else do you do you sell yourself? That that's pretty solid to me. I mean that's (laughs) tough. I mean like
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) coming. Coming in, like when coming in um, after that season, it was like I loved the community that we had in Noda. Um, I got invited to go to Sin City for 2015, 2016. Sorry, and uh, you know that's when I went. To, that was my first time going anywhere west of Texas, and absolutely loved it. And that's kind of how it grew even more. So, so yeah.
0: Gotcha. So, you said uh, when I asked that question, you're like um, adult dodgeball. Um, Do you remember what your first experience was like? Just like whether that Um, was as a kid or? Yeah.
1: Actually, yeah. So, when I was um, about, what's it like, fifth grade, seventh grade? You know, you go to summer camp, and with many summer camps, you have a lot of activities. And the most popular one is dodgeball. And I enjoyed it then as much as I do now. And actually, probably a highlight I won't ever get now is I had a double catch in one game. (laughs) And it was, you know my peak at that time and at, ever since then whenever we played dodgeball people would pick me only because that one highlight play during that time so that's uh that memory stuck in there that was my peak dodgeball memory I guess overall
0: <laughs> I have to uh knock that question off down the down the road at the end of the interview so <laughs> or at least we can have that as a, as a fallback but um did you uh did you play any other sports growing up before dodgeball took hold
1: Yes. Um, I was one of those kids that played every sport at the playground. Um, baseball, soccer, basketball, football. Um, then going into high school, I only stuck with, I, I did football and basketball in ninth grade here. Um, tried to stick with basketball. Ended up not making JV or varsity because I'm not athletic enough at the time. So I ended up being a basketball manager and did that for eight years, all the way into the tail end of my um, basketball manager career was the beginning of my dodgeball career, actually. Hmm.
0: And what what about dodgeball hooked you? So you played all these conventional sports, um, probably could have been playing anything else, um, even on a recreational standpoint or level. But, um, you know, why did dodgeball keep get you keep you coming back? What was it?
1: It was I, – I felt like I found a niche uh, for me. Uh, you know, in basketball, I really didn't have much of a niche, and that's why I ended up not being too good because I couldn't find my niche. In dodgeball, I, you know, I kind of picked it up really well on – how to play especially the wing position at the at the beginning and i would challenge people and it was you know it was very successful for me in the beginning and i enjoyed it a lot Hmm. so yeah that it it, that was it just hooked me because i just I, i felt like this is what i should be doing as far as like a hobby, as my sport, you know, this was, it was, it just was a perfect. Fit for me.
0: Like it just felt natural, felt right. Kind of. Yeah, a... it really
1: did. And it, I, I once, once I started playing after that first open gym, I just was, I was hooked. You know, I wanted more and more and more. It was pretty darn close to, you know, to a drug. And I was like, I need more. So that was, you know, that was, it's just always been a hook to me.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite questions to ask, like anybody, um podcasting or not, was just like, cause it helps me feel more normal the less you're able to explain it. It's so like for me, I mean, when I first played, I was just like, I love this game. And I, and I played as a kid and then I played again as an adult. And uh, even one of my coworkers was asking, like, hey, how did you get into dodgeball? And I told him, like, yeah, you know, just showed up one day and, you know, freaking sixteen years later, here I am still playing. But I couldn't explain <laughs> to you why. It's just, it just feels. It just felt natural. Like it. I don't know. It just lit up every, every uh part of the brain where I just like to to play. And I, I just um. I mean, people can say like, oh yeah, I know. I play because of the people. I play because um, you know, I can be, just as important as you know, say the quarterback or, you know, mm-hmm. like, like one of the main positions like the pitcher or the catcher in, in conventional sports or I mean people have their reasons but like there's just there's just something like just magical for lack of better words about dodgeball and the more people can explain it the the better I feel more normal I feel so it definitely is some kind of drug like maybe one day somebody will do like a study on on us dodgeball players and you know try to get an, an idea of what's going on in our brains when we're playing and be like oh yeah no wonder why they're hooked it is they're pretty much like, like they're on cocaine or something <laughs> because it's just so addictive, but, um, you had, you had talked about, um, UDC. So I guess like what, what got you into UDC? Was that your first foray into into competitive dodgeball before elite or had you played in elite before?
1: Um, I played elite before, uh, trying out UDC. I did elite in 2016. Uh, first round was out in Houston, um, At the time, we were, um, what's our team? Oh, Crew. Uh, our team was Crew, K-R-E-W-E, um, and it was Stu Contreras, me, a couple of people that actually don't play right now, um, so it, it was, it was very interesting first time, um didn't we end up being who would beat? i'm trying to remember we actually ended up doing well in the first like part of round robin I'm to who i know we'd be i know we'd just be like one of the good teams in the south and we're all hyped up would it up. been um,
0: <laughs> and, adrenaline rush or i don't think it was adra- no it definitely was
1: not adrenaline rush
0: outsiders i think 2016 were there um also south at the time i think outlaws were there as well um
1: it might it might have been outsiders if they were there at the time i don't think so uh, but you know i just remember playing against a pretty darn good team stew was like like yo we just beat a pretty good team we should nice. be proud of ourselves and i'm like <laughs> okay let's <laughs> just keep playing we still have like
0: five hours of this let's get going a lot of dodgeball left (laughs) yeah gotcha i mean that's always good like especially if you're fairly new and you you beat a you know very competitive team gives you that like the nice little nudge or validation like okay we're not completely lost and maybe we do have the capability to hang and so i mean that's always encouraging
1: yeah yeah it was it was very encouraging and then you know just keep on doing better um, you know, traveling was, was fun too with the team. Um, you know, we went to San Antonio for round three, had a good time there. Ended up going to Dave and Buster's with the guys, just having bro time. It was just, it was the best. It's, you know, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And that's, it kind of hooked me onto it for, you know, continuing years.
0: Nice. So, what, um, I don't know if you feel comfortable answering this question, but, like, do you have a, a play style? Like, would you consider yourself, like, a defensive player, offensive, more of a catcher? Like, how would you uh, describe yourself?
1: <laughs> hmm. It's kind of hybrid. So, I, I used to call myself a sniper. Because um, I'd always play corner. And I would be kind of offensive, but I did. I did mostly play defense in the corner. Now I actually switched to the middle um, this this year or later end of last year. Switched to the middle and uh, been more offensive there. So that's kind of my new style right now, and it's it's been actually going really well. I enjoy it. Um, You know, my shoulder has gotten much better over the years. Um, Beforehand, when I started off, my shoulder, you know, was always getting sore. And I started to kind of, you know, figure out, you know, my mechanisms and everything, how to throw better, how to kind of treat my shoulder to kind of get the soreness away. And I haven't had any problems, knock on wood, uh, since... I figured it out about like a year or two ago.
0: Hmm. So do you um you said you're kinda of working through your your shoulder and whatnot, did you uh model your play after anybody or did you like just kinda of come into this on on your own and figure out like your own I, style or
1: I kinda came into my own. I you know, I'm the kind of guy to just go in uh, get pointers. You know, Clay, um, Clay helps me out a lot. He he's very visual on the court. Clay likes to um, kind of observe and he'll after a match or something he'll be like he'll tell me you know you need to do this you know you know what are you do this you should you should do that. Like one of the things he was pointing out to me was um, you know we we're playing against wrecking balls and I was running up to get um, I forgot who it was I was going against but I had them kind of cornered and they had a ball and I ran up like acting like I was going to throw at them and I pump faked and they just kind of cowered and after Clay was like you know you need to commit to that because you had him on the back pedal and you should throw so he helped me out with a lot of that scene you know you know, the right moments to throw. Um, but yeah, I kind of just come in. I also study film to see what I need better, you know, where, I where I stand. Uh, I just, I kind of get, I kind of just listen to people, see what they see wrong with me.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So you're just open to feedback to whomever can provide it, <laughs> you know, constructively and, and just kind of adjust as you, as you feel as needed, I guess.
1: Yep. Exactly. I, try you know um i've been more much more aware since clay uh has been giving me all these points point out every little thing that i do and you know i feel like i've got a lot of better vision since starting out um i know before i used to get a lot of tunnel vision and i know it's like that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the bad things about when you start out you get a tunnel vision because you focus on like one player one part of the court, and you forget that far right and you just get sniped out of, out of nowhere so that's kind of been you know helpful of me staying focused on the whole picture and not just what's in front of me
0: gotcha what um do you have a favorite style of ball ah. Ah, favorite style of ball
1: no sting it no sting. is no sting hmm. just because that is what i started out with that's why i played for you know in nota um and i i enjoy it a lot uh, i have i have small hands so <laughs> I, it's better for me with my grips
0: see i i don't think that's uh as much of a hindrance as, as people would say i mean granted if i had andrew ketchum sized hands i'd probably throw a lot harder but i mean the, there are yeah. people who's that
1: and ketchum just i oh he he creates some magic with when he throws um, funny story at this most recent nationals. Um, it was, it was my birthday, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night was my birthday and uh, we were, we were playing those thing that day and Clay and I went to go rush for the ball. And Clay knew I've been getting sniped off the rush many times. So what he wanted to do was protect me while I grab two balls and he grab one. <laughs> For some odd reason, we're going against crisis and catch him gets the ball and he throws and somehow it curves around Clay and goes right into my nose. <laughs> and I'm just like, What? <laughs> like Clay well, looks at me and goes, like, two, what happened? I said, it hit me. <laughs> it curved around you. And it went into me, into my family jewels. And he's like, how? I, said, I don't know. It's catch <laughs> It's <laughs> What else do you want me to say? It's catch him.
0: Yeah. He uh, so it doesn't matter what he, you do, he'll he just find you. Magic.
1: Yeah. yeah. He like... creates magic whenever he throws.
0: It, it doesn't make sense. And like, I, I still, to this day, will be like, I. The thing just literally banked ninety degrees into my face, and I was like, <laughs> That's "I don't exactly
1: what it did." It's
0: like, whatever, like I can't. <laughs> I'm just gonna get hit. So be it. Uh, thankfully. Uh, and
1: and funny thing that that whole day I had gotten hit, down my
0: jewels a
1: total of eight times. Oh man! I kid you not. It was it was not a good day. Thank God I got two kids already.
0: Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you took care of that already. <laughs>
1: yeah it's a can't it all. so whatever you do down there just help
0: well uh, as i was saying i still think it could be argued that um hand size could still allow you to throw a pretty decent 8.5 ball um but because it seems like as much as i hate to say it 8.5 is kind of on its way out <clears throat> it almost seems like it's not really worth um fighting for anymore um can't believe i'd ever say that i think Pre COVID, I probably be like, nah, man, eight point five or die," but who knows? You know, who knows what freaking dodgeball looks like next month, if anything at all, let alone next year. And now we're talking yep. nonsense like bringing in cloth. And it's like, oh my god, man! Just if you to yeah, say I know so. that, man,
1: I know we're talking. We're gonna be talking about cloth later on, so I'll get to that actually whenever. Um, or are we talking about um, ball styles anytime before that? Or
0: yeah, I mean, if you have something to say about cloth. Um, I would first ask, I guess, like how would you rank the ball? so if you're looking at um, and in your case, we'll make the exception because I usually don't count cloth, but obviously no stings are your number one. So what would your next three what would the following three be between foam, rubber and um, cloth?
1: Um, so it would, so no stings first, as you said. Um, next would be 8.5, then cloth, then foam.
0: Cloth um, or foam.
1: I I hate it. I just, I hate it so much because it is, like I said, my shoulder, it, you know, it is bad, but I've got, it's gotten used to my throwing style and mechanisms with, you know, no stain and 8.5, but with foam, it just, you know, I have not figured out foam and I, I just, I hate it to this day. It's, now, it is easy to, in my opinion, to like dodge and block um and funny thing is my first actual tournament win it was a charity tournament was using foam uh so (laughs) foam has that little special place in my heart yes but overall i just i i would i would rather play cloth over foam
0: wow i um (laughs) so I, i i hated foam as most people would that know me wouldn't would would know at this point um but it's it's definitely grown on me it, it's actually um <clears throat> it's my second favorite now it, it's kind of pushed no seeing out of the way um interesting it just it just takes some time to get used to and when, when you realize you're not throwing an 8.5 ball you're, you're throwing something with literally no real substance to it um and you realize you know more torque in your body and, and more f- wrist flick action the more you try to muscle your way through the more you're going to hurt yourself once you stop doing that so much it gets way more tolerable and then once you actually start catching that's when i really started to pick up from it's like okay i'm not as completely like just bad at this like i'm not great but i'm still i'm better than i used to be and that that definitely helps so I, i would say just Give it time, maybe one day it'll it'll grow on you. And um,
1: <laughs> maybe if I, you know, I, you know, now you point out the whole muscling out. That's uh, maybe what I'm doing wrong. We'll see. Whenever uh, we get back into action, I get a little film action. I'll I'll just work on my style and see maybe it passes up flaw. Yeah, just, so possibly eight point five. We'll see.
0: It's it's all in the wrist, um, which is crazy because you know going back to catch him. I don't want to spend too much time on him, obviously, but um, <laughs> the fact that he can do what he does and not like rip his shoulders off. Cause that kid throws so dang hard, even if it's just foam. yeah. Um, it's all about like finesse and just that whip like motion. And um, I mean, if you can pull that off, then you know, you're, you're dangerous and it doesn't even take much either with foam because it's so the traction can be so hard to, to read and pick up on um, anybody could be, you know, a weapon against you versus, you know, 8.5 where, you know, okay, there's only so many people here on this court that can throw over 60, so it's gotta watch out for them. And most of the time, it's gonna be linear, a couple of banks or curveball here's here and there. But for the most part, that ball's coming straight at you. But with foam, it's like, no, it's gonna zigzag, it's gonna teleport, it's gonna face shift, it's gonna do all kinds of weird stuff that doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll grow on you. Just give it time.
1: I'll I'll have to I'll, I'll give I'll give it some time. I, you know I don't want to completely, you know, this on it. Yeah, but. We'll we'll
0: see over time. And it's it's really weird because I never thought I'd be advocating for foam. So I don't know if uh, <laughs> Dylan listens to this episode, but if he does, he'll be quite surprised. Um, I guess you're welcome, Dylan. But anyway, moving on. Before I continue to gush about foam, um, you kind of mentioned some like I don't want to say maybe sports role models. Um, you know, people that you looked up to. But did you have any role models growing up at all? Um, and this could be like outside sports, just just in general.
1: I I mean I never had a specific one growing up. It was always like I have respect for a lot of people. Um, you know, I loved comedians like Robin Williams. You know, growing up, mm-hmm. that was that was my, my childhood. I know a lot of viewers are <laughs> probably going, your childhood? Yeah, um, Robin Williams was kind of like you know one of those guys I I loved hearing. Growing up, um, athletes loved Jeff Gordon. Growing up, um, I'm trying to think who else. I, you know, I loved watching when I was about. Um, when I was like age of, you know, I was I was old enough to know about the Same Sosa, Mark McGuire battle, so I loved watching all that. But they weren't really role models. So I mean, I really, I just kind of like. Had respect for a lot of people, higher status, so to speak. I didn't really exactly have a role model growing up that I wanted to be like. Never had that person I looked up to, um, and just kind of like had respect for a lot of people. Listen to, watch how other people acted, and kind of went off of that. Gotcha. Um,
0: so, you weren't singing. I want to be like Mike as a kid Wait, what you weren't singing like i want to be like mike as a kid <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that movie that movie was awesome okay that was my mom okay so funny story my mom actually used to have this old uh van i say old it was new at the time the, and it had a tv and a vcr in there and it was the best for road trips and i would want to watch i like mike i uh, be like mike uh so many times in there. Unfortunately, I had two sisters. So them being a cheerleading, I ended up getting outvoted and wanting to see, watch they want to watch Brandon On. So <laughs> mm. I had to deal with that. But man, like like Mike was that was that was a good movie my when, when I was growing up. So you know, I was saying that a couple times actually when I was a kid, I tell my shoes You're like Mike
0: let me uh okay I'm trying to remember because I remember so the, the be like Mike was me dating myself probably because the Gatorade commercial um like early early 90s but then oh wow yeah but now I'm thinking okay little like Mike uh little bow wow oh
1: so... dated how young I am
0: yeah no a child young and <laughs>
1: but that's oh man
0: that's funny I, I completely forgot about that movie it was uh Ah oh, man, two thousand two.
1: Little little Bow Wow, I believe, was the uh, guy, wow. the kid that played playing that. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> what,
0: whatever, whatever happened to Little Bow Wow? Just out of curiosity.
1: fell off the scene. <clears throat> oh, oh, pretty hard, I guess.
0: He's Bow Wow now. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. I think he grew up. He's now Bow Wow. He's not little anymore.
0: Ah, well, excuse me. um Well, good for him. As long as he's still around. um that's funny, like Mike. Yeah, same kid from, um, uh, Jerry Maguire, I think. But
1: uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah, no. I I watched. Um, I'm I'm halfway through The Last Dance, and they were showing that jingle and that commercial and all the endorsements that <laughs> Michael Jordan was getting as as they're you know rising um, to the freaking powerhouse that they were. And I was like, oh man, I remember that tune. I remember like, just thinking, yeah, Gatorade's gonna make me be like him even though I don't really like basketball, but it's cool. And it was like, it was like seven or eight, but, um, anyway, yeah, it's,
1: it's funny because like, you know, back then, you know, I was, I was born in 93. So, you know, I was born in the beginning of the whole thing. And growing up, I actually didn't watch too much, too much sports. Despite the fact, my dad is a big basketball fan, big Celtics fan at that too. Um, He's, he likes Pelicans still, but he was, he grew up being a Celtics fan because we didn't have a team down here. Um, so, he, so I really didn't get to watch or experience Michael Jordan's dominance in the nineties. I didn't start watching basketball until the two thousands. Um, it was just, it, it was just exposure. Really. I just wasn't exposed to it much in the house. Hmm. Um, so I wish I could have because, honestly, hearing so much about it, I didn't get to watch The Last Dance, but I'm, I got to get into it to watch it because I, I, I love hearing about that time. And, but I wish I was able to experience that time in first person.
0: If you, so, uh, so I don't know if you know Brett Cobble, but he was trying to sell me on watching it, um, and he said, dude, if you love 90s nostalgia, you'll, you'll love it just for that reason alone. And, um, so just, just on that notion, I gave it a shot and I was like, Oh no, I remember a lot of this actually, um, again, dating myself, but it, it's cool. <laughs> if, if you like early nineties, anything like, um, one of the reasons why I'll have I, like, to, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll have to yeah check it out, you definitely should. Cause it's definitely one of the reasons, it, I mean, it, it should suck you in like even as a, as a, as a sports fan, somebody that plays, you know, dodgeball, even you could still kind of relate to some of the team dynamics yes. and drama and it's, it's really good. Um, I'm probably going to. Binge through it at the end of this weekend this long holiday weekend so but it's definitely good and if it's not then i'll uh send you a case of root beer or something as an apology <laughs> but um, uh, send
1: me some of that cherry that cherry bubbly so i can uh start getting into that
0: there you go yeah no i, I don't want you to get gout on, on account of me um do you have any so it's kind of hard to ask now because it's probably been so long since we played but do you have any pregame rituals or did you have any
1: um Pre-game rituals, um, kind of. So, a tradition for me, I always drink taco milk in the morning. Hmm. So, I would always drink a taco milk before you know, before uh, games, mainly tournament game days. And I would just kind of um, before games, I would just kind of. Um, running around the court really, uh, doing something like suicides, uh, something similar to suicides, uh, running from the back line to the midline, uh, and all that stuff to kind of get used to rush and everything.
0: Um, suicides then, is in like the shuttle run, right? Not the actual correct. play. Got it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, um, the shuttle run. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide has been out of dodgeball for so long. I forgot about that. Okay. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> so, like that's uh,
0: that's a good way to like almost destroy your knee before playing. So, all right, ballsy. Like, yeah, I'll give him that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta test them. You know, make sure they're they work. Um, and so um, I would do that, and just you know, kind of typical, just you know, throw the ball against the wall, uh, and then kind of have a couple talks with teams going over strategy over who we're playing whatnot so it's that's pretty, that's pretty kind of basic really
0: gotcha do you have any um like a pre-game playlist or any songs that like get you into the dodgeball
1: i so yeah i actually have a um on spotify i have songs saved and they vary um they're and it's Actually, a lot of EDM, high bass hmm. and uh, high bass songs, and it just the bass always gets me kind of pumped. Gets like, you know, the uh, what's it called? <laughs> Hair sticking up on your neck, and uh, oh my gosh, what is it called when you when you get cold? You get. I can't believe I'm losing this term. I goosebumps. Okay, I bumps. Like,
0: I'm like amped electrified. Uh,
1: yeah, I get, you know, it gets you, gets me like, you know, goosebumps kind of, you know, going to it. And so it gets me all amped up goosebumps nice. going. Um, so it's a variation of like it's mostly EDM, um, a couple of, uh, rapping rock songs, not much, but it's mostly EDM just cause, um, my mind, uh, I kind of actually read into this, how like you know, how your mind kind of reacts to things. If you have a high, if you react this way to songs, and you have like this kind of uh, not connection, but you have know, like this, that's like how the chemistry is in your brain to that song. So, I know with a lot of EDM, my 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 mind will get into like a kind of an amped uh,
0: mode, like an amped state, it. I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you have any uh, like A song in particular Because what I'm actually doing Is I'm, I'm going to go back And put together A Spotify playlist um, I think Justin um, Bosch re- Recommended I do that So I have a small Check one Going out. so far I only got like Seven or eight tracks So I'm going to try to Go back and pick up some more
1: Um, So A couple EDM songs There is Throw in Elbows by Excision, E X C I S I O N. Um, then there is, oh, there's one that's actually, it gets me all the time. It's called Fire Emoji by YB, just YB.
0: YB? Fire OG? Fire Emoji. Emoji, okay.
1: Yeah and then there's another one by yb yeah yb yes. cool. mm-hmm. um pretty much like most of these songs come through my uh weekly this week discovery playlist and i uh, hear it and if i hear if i get there's like a certain like sequence of like notes that gets me i don't know why <laughs> but it's like i can tell when a song is going to get me pumped i'm like oh that's going to list <laughs> currently right now. It's like a ninety-five. Um, and to add one more, there is there is a so you know the uh, Queen song "We Will Rock You." Well, there's it's that title but with von Lichten, V-O-N, L-I-C-H-T-E-N. Um it's like a classical music mix with we will rock you. And it just, it just gets banned. it. It, used, it just hits. It's just, Oh, it goes, it goes hard. Hmm. So, um, and just to kind of go off out, other things. I listen to A C D C uh, space jam. Um, got to have got to have lose yourself always that's that's you know
0: that's like almost everyone's go-to is lose yourself
1: yeah (laughs) pretty much um and then lastly there's words of that um the one that kind of gets me more loose than pumped it's by juvenile called back that Oh boy. Not A S S. It's A Z Z.
0: No, I'm just Oh uh... it's
1: it's a new it's a New Orleans. It's oh it's hilarious. It gets me so loose and ready for like whatever's coming up. Huh. I don't I don't know why. I guess because <laughs> I just heard so much at, you know, the parties down here in high school and whatnot. It just like it just it's it's
0: I'm trying really hard not to let it get stuck in my head because that is, I mean, again, dating myself. That is the junior high anthem, just because it would not stop playing, and I'm not even like a Uh, a huge hip hop fan by any means, especially. back then.
1: it yeah, I mean, it didn't it didn't come out when I was in high school. No, no, no. It was it was it was it was old school when I was in high school. So,
0: (laughs) oh yeah, but. I figured it was like and, a classic but, when, you're, yeah. when you're in high school.
1: <laughs> yeah, so but I mean but you know a bunch of bunch of high school kids, what what are y'all gonna play? A little you know, especially down in New Orleans, it was all Little Wayne, Juvenile, all of that. Drake when he was coming out, I mean it was love
0: it. You know, I oh, bet you those bring back some memories. I bet you guys looked at juvenile Back then, the way we looked at like Sir mix a lot. Back then, it's probably like you know a good ten year span. We're like, oh man, this is a classic, and you guys are yes, yeah, man. Age, it's it's a great thing. Um, oh, I <laughs> know, right? I'm just surprised <laughs> that that would get you amped for dodgeball, but I can I can kind of see it. Um
1: uh, It's not? it's so it's so weird. It, trust me, it's like it's like it's it's my go it's not a go to song it's go to song for going out. But like I listen to it before dodgeball sometimes, and it just kind of loosens me up a little bit, like, because it's like when you're so, you're kind of like social anxiety, like me, and you go out, you know, you need you need something to kind of loosen you up. So, so it's like what better song than than Juvenile back <laughs> up <laughs> just to get you loose, get ready to go out and just have fun. And so like that kind of that song comes, that kind of helps me out relaxing before. You know, dodgeball, you know, hey, you know, be amped, be hyped up, ready, but be loose, you know, kind of don't be so stiff and stressed out on making, you know, trying to make the perfect calls. So I think that that's kind of like the way it goes, it, it fits in with the dodgeball, uh, put from, from my end.
0: It's funny because you say like, oh, what what better way to make you loose and warmed up? I'm like, well, alcohol beer that I mean that's <laughs> that's what it's gonna take for me that so.
1: that, that helps too <laughs> that that definitely helps too especially when you know, you know over the years like, I got over that kind of social anxiety I just now yes. I've gotten so I used to just go in sometimes I don't need alcohol but you know still alcohol and then a little bit of juvenile just helps you out
0: I mean I'll, I'll probably always be awkward I've just owned it to like, yeah well it's what do you want from me? It yeah. Is
1: is, yeah. I mean, so. the, and honestly, so like, I know this whole episode, I have yet to say a dad joke, by the way. And oh, the reason it. why, you know, it's, it, well, cause you know, that's why I posted a lot. You know, I am kind of socially, you know, awkward to where it's like, I don't know how to like, perfectly place a dad joke in, in everyday conversation. as much as everybody, you know, when this year in South Round One, you know, I there was a round where I was the only one because my team wasn't ready or something, and Dominic was Dominic was down there helping out, uh, take pictures, and I was like, I was like, what do I do now? Hold the other, other teams here. We got started like a minute. Dominic was like, just tell me dad jokes. I'm like thinking, crap, I got the I don't have dad jokes top of my head right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. <laughs>
0: It's like the furthest thing like in the right now.
1: It, it's not like a, a, a switch. It's just like, you know, it just, sometimes they comes, you know, the ones that I remember will hit me in the head and I'm like, okay, well how can I even put that in this conversation? So that's why I usually post the dad jokes because it's just my way of getting them out there, so to speak.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You'd think from the outside looking in like, oh yeah, you just have them ever at the ready. Cause I mean, I mean, to your credit, like I've asked you in the middle of an interview, like, "Hey, dude, I need a dad joke real quick. Hit me up, hit me with a man." I, and uh, and you, totally did he come through? So,
1: yeah, I I have so many saved up, and um, you know, people can probably guess where I get most of my jokes. Honestly, I I personally don't care. I'm not like taking credit for anything. I would never take credit for these jokes. I posted to get you know, just just to get the laughs, just to get the laughs, the reactions, most reactions aren't laughing. So, (laughs) but I mean, you know, I, I've gotten dad joke books from people. actually Alex McTheron got me or gave me a sports one that I kept at my job. Um, I just wish I would read (laughs) during break. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like I said they're all not OG I think everyone could assume that but you know I don't want to ruin the magic for everybody sorry if I did but
0: I just think I like how people will will tag you when a dad joke ask anything shows up on the internet and they just like you're you're the authority <laughs> now like that's that's pretty hilarious oh my
1: gosh it, it's 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 too funny it's gotten so it's so like big with it like when Dominic, I know Dominic used to uh, send them over to Ashley Cook, and he tagged me one time. And I was like, "It's like what? Why are you tagging?" Me? Oh, okay. It's like now. <laughs> I I <see>. was like, <laughs> "It's it's it's so funny." I, I enjoy it honestly. I love it. I, I get notifications. Someone tagging me in a post. Uh, I know exactly what it is. I'm like, all right, let's see what let's see what what the joke is now. And I see it and I'm like, I laugh. I'm like, that's a good one. Okay.
0: There could be worse things for you to be known for. So I mean, <laughs> considering you took it upon yourself well, to do that, I just I appreciate because I was like, man, we did pizza versus tacos last season. I need something new, and I just saw just a, a consistent stream of dad jokes. Like, you know what? I got it. Perfect. This is <laughs> this is the new thing.
1: I I will keep supplying the dad jokes until I run out, which will be possible. You know. Dad jokes will be here forever. puns dad jokes. It's just they're well, here to stay.
0: You're committed now, so it's a it's a tall yeah. tall order <laughs> to fulfill and a promise to keep. So but so uh I'll tell you, when
1: I have when I have a bunch saved up I have a bunch saved up. It's it's ridiculous. I lose track sometimes. I and when I go back to my source, I had to like go in and I'm like, Did I already use this one? <laughs> So I'd search up. and like, you know, a post. I'm like, okay, no, I didn't. So I have to make sure I don't double post or I'm like, wait, no,
0: lose all credibility. Like you've said this already. Not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Cast you out of the, out of the dad joke yeah. realm.
1: Oh, son. Sh- shame, get the, get the, uh, the shame bell out for me.
0: I almost wish I had a I'd soundboard. Be- I'd play that right now if I had it, but, uh, <laughs> well let's get into the uh the crowdsource questions because speaking of dad jokes i think um dominic borgia asks what's your favorite dad joke well, let's say that one for last okay because okay that, that'll that be our sign off but then <clears throat> just kind of reading through the thread so sergio says uh that's a whole episode right there probably um episodes and then um <laughs> you'd said i'm gonna come out guns blazing with the jokes so we'll
1: see yeah I, I i fell on that promise right there but
0: <laughs> fail.
1: <laughs> but you know what? hey it's whatever i like i said i it's always it's always like kind of like you know i'm not that i'm not you know a talented comedian i don't i don't i don't have the delivery so that's why I, that's why i do what i do put it on facebook well you
0: gotta start somewhere and yeah slow exactly. slow build um Frenchie Win asks, uh, do your parents sign your permission to slip to travel for USA Dodgeball events? So kind of want to <laughs> know what that's about. And yeah.
1: Okay. So if anybody that did not know me and were to see me, they would instantly think I am like 18. I cannot tell you how many times, Stephen, I have gotten carded down here in New Orleans, anywhere else, really so many times even to this day at age 26 and it's actually in Vegas I got carded when I was with Clay Clay didn't get carded I got carded and he just he just laughed he's like it's still happening I'm like yes I you know I don't grow I can't grow a beard or anything so I'm stuck with this baby face so the joke is always you know I'm the baby. I'm always the baby of the group. No matter if we have a person younger than me, I'm still the baby. It's still, you. so it's it's just um it's never going to end until I can magically grow a beard or something.
0: I mean, again, there are worse problems to have if you <laughs> look like you're eternally in your lower twenties, late teens. Then I mean, good on you. Not jealous at all. Yeah,
1: so. I know. I've always been told it's a blessing. And yes, I do take it as a blessing. But still, it's just, <laughs> there's times where I'm just like, like I go I go to a bar and, you know, like they instantly ask me, all right, ID. I'm like, two guys just walked in, like, you're only know, 21. I'm like, what the heck are you serious?
0: Like, hey, I'm whatever, an adult, fine. I swear. Come on. So and this. I
1: actually, so uh, funny thing, I went out, with my sister and her friends to one of their bars. and It's kind of a college age bar in New Orleans. Um, I was just kind of babysitting, and this is only a month or two before COVID. And, you know, they check IDs in the door, giving the bracelets, all that stuff. Most of my ID goes, you old. I'm like, well, that's a first.
0: <laughs> like, wait, what? What you say?
1: Yeah, I looked at him like, I'm old. <laughs> You're not the first person to say that.
0: If I did but like a double
1: I I mean it's a yeah, it's a college bar. They're expecting, you know, nineteen to twenty one year olds there.
0: Fair enough. Um I can't remember the last time I got carded. It's been a it's been a while. But uh if I ever did, like, oh, shut up, you know I'm older than twenty one, get out of here. But also thank you. But uh let's see. Yeah. Kinda okay. So there's gonna be two. Your best dad joke, and then what's the best dodge, dodgeball related dad joke from Whitney Pitt Pittman?
1: Um, so you want to do the favorite dad joke?
0: What's what's the um, so the favorite dad joke we'll say for the for the end? <clears throat> okay, but Whitney had asked what's the best dodgeball related dad joke?
1: So actually, there's not. Me- I tried so hard to find dodgeball dad jokes, but. I recently was able to like finally get come across one. I'm so happy because I, like, I don't have any dodgeball. So here it is. Uh, Donald Trump is set to star in a sequel to the movie Dodgeball because if you can dodge a draft, you can dodge a ball. Nice.
0: I, I should get one so, because, uh, yeah, bone spurs. <laughs> I,
1: oh, yeah. When I saw it, I'm like, this, this is it. This is my, my <laughs> this is the dodgeball joke I was looking for. I fell in love with it right away.
0: So, can we almost um, make that one the uh, what we say now whenever we hear? If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, because that's
1: if you can dodge a draft, you can dodge a ball. Okay. I, I I would put that out right now. Let's do that. I mean,
0: <laughs> just just spin it from <laughs> now on. You know what? Yeah, guy who doesn't understand my 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 passion, my my craft, my game. That's um, it's actually pretty good one. I kind of lulled a little bit internally here. <clears throat> Usually, when you, because when I when I have the video up, like, I love the reactions, and I wish I could probably should film them because you just get that look, like, oh my god, and just like the head shake, and then and then the <laughs> laughter ensues. So it's 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 they're, they're so fun to do, but um,
1: I I love it. Um, I've I, I you know, There's actually okay so. I'm going to go ahead and tell a couple of funny, like, stories of dad jokes. Okay. So my youngest one's mom, she and I were dating at the time uh, when she was pregnant with my youngest. And she, for some reason, um, she, there was a point in time when she was worried about um, the baby, like, being too cold or whatever. Um, or too hot, I think it was. Too hot. And so I knew there was a problem, and I kind of felt bad. So I, I looked and I just put my hand on her stomach and said, Donald, it's okay. He he won't be too hot, too hot or cold because he's at womb temperature." Oh God! <laughs> she looked at me, took my hand away, and said, "Don't you dare touch me again!" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay."
0: Like, she
1: she hated she hated me for that so
0: much. Oh my gosh! That was a good one. I. I would, I if I ever, ever have a kid and I have the opportunity, I will, I will seize that. That that's pretty. Do good.
1: it. It is the best <laughs> thing to get reaction from your girlfriend, or wife, when you tell a dad joke It's like, it's just so sad when they're like, "I'm just, I'm so done with you.
0: I'm just so done out. with you. It's over. Why
1: am I with you? Yep. <laughs> We're done. So, <laughs> I told my, I told them my mom too a lot of times, like, and she's just like really really i'm like this is why you love me
0: <laughs> reminder i'm your son <laughs>
1: i'm your i'm your favorite son you're my only son oh
0: all the more reason <laughs> so um actually funny speaking of pregnancies so randall Michael, <laughs> randall mitchell <clears throat> he he yes. said um is it true that you just look at someone with the look and bam, pregnant? I've heard this is the case. Just want to hear from the man himself on the podcast. So what's <laughs> up with that?
1: So yeah, it's actually a joke. Not only with the dodgeball people, it's a f- joke with my high school buddies. Um, They, they always say my, I'm a very potent dude. I can just, touch someone and look at someone. Unfortunately, Randall, it is not true, even though there was a scare one time because... I say scare, jokingly. Um, so Alex Withern and his wife uh, were trying for their first kid um, in December of 2017. And I joked and he we were joking about it and I just tapped the shoulder out. I joked to them like, alright, you're pregnant. Well... Think about a month later, after I made that joke, um, we're at Christmas. That's our Christmas party, and they come and tell tell me, and they're like, "Well, guess what?" I'm like, "What?" Alex goes, "Vivian's pregnant," and I'm like, Hmm. "Wait, so did it work?" (laughs) So, um, it was like they were laughing because they knew exactly what I did, and. It's just so funny, the timing of it, but um, but no, it does not work that way, Randall. Um, I, someone should probably give him the birds and bees talk, but it does not work like that with me. I wish I had a, I had a similar superpower, but it's probably one of the worst superpowers to have right now <laughs> for
0: i was gonna say uh, yeah. with I, great power comes great responsibility and that's the idea <laughs> that'd be a huge one right
1: <laughs> you know when i saw a question and i'm like i need to use that because i love i love spider-man <laughs> that's a, yeah that's one of those powers where you know great power comes great responsibility and i not being responsible with my power i being very potent
0: that's funny um let's see Jordan Whitworth asks, uh, which team is your favorite to play against in the South and why? I think um, it, is this, so this be, is uh, kinda of two parts. Okay.
1: I, okay.
0: What what's um looking at his profile real quick? OK see, oh, is this guy from Oklahoma?
1: Yes, Oklahoma. Jordan with he um cool. I forgot the team name. Uh, I met him he came to the South round one uh this year on nice. this team. Um cool group. Cool group of guys. Um and we were, they were hoping to come down to New Orleans. I uh, really wish they, you know, this all this happened because they were a great team to have in Dallas. Um, so, Jordan, thank you for the question. Um, so, in two parts, I have So, Wrecking Balls, I have the most fun playing against because it always seems like with Wrecking Balls, it's a close game, um, close matches. We always come down to the wire all the time. And I enjoy that a lot, um, whether I win or lose, because it just means that it's two teams duking it out, you know, putting their best out there. And it's just, you know, whenever I see wrecking balls, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fun matchup because we don't have, it's not really, a, it's a fun rivalry. We don't get too serious with it, but I mean, you know, we always, we always have fun with it and actually fun. is still so where wrecking balls. Um, at South Run 1, for some odd reason, um, they decided to collude with my uh, team on a prank with me. Hmm. During opening rush, I went out to go grab two balls like I always do. Alex Withern was running next to me like he always does. As I reached down, Alex decided to kick and throw all three balls that are on our side over to Wrecking Balls. And I looked at him going, I gave him the WTF look. <laughs> He's just like, what? And all of a sudden I see my whole team just go away from me. And <laughs> I'm going.
0: So it's like that. <laughs> <is> it? <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, I hate y'all so much right now. And the whole wrecking balls is just like, they all line up. <laughs> and they get ready for the shooting gallery, I mean I'm going <laughs> And they all all tag me. And I get on the side I'm just steaming off what the fuck? and I'm just like This is such BS <laughs> And i look at my team and then uh after the match you all have a laugh about it and uh they give me two of them give me their jerseys. I'm just like, I hate y'all so much right now. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the relationship between us and wrecking balls. It's just such a fun group to play with because we, you know, we know it's going to be a close game, but it's never like too serious. Nice. On the other hand, I like playing outsiders because no doubt they are, they have been dominating South. I say dominant. They have not been dominant. They've been the best team in the South ever since a rush left. Um, And that's not a knock on their talent against a rush. I only saw the tail end of them going against a rush, so I have no say so in how they were against them. But they were the best. They are the best team, and I strive to be the best or be better player. And playing against them kind of pushes not only me but my team to you know to be the best that we can and try to beat them. So. That's why they're also my favorite team to play against because I want I want if I want to be the best, I have to beat the best. So that's kinda of like my outlook at it whenever I play outsiders.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely um a powerhouse and it's fun to think about how they would have done had adrenaline rush stuck around. And I think because of their showing in the past couple of years, uh, especially that one round last year where they, they came and took first seed really showed um, what they're capable of doing on the West coast. So I don't even almost go so far as to say like they, they would probably um, overtake adrenaline rush just because um, they mostly stayed in the, in the, in the, in the Dallas area or wherever they're from in, in Texas. And so, you know, you can say, Oh yeah, they were the best in that area, but against other teams across other regions um, outsiders has taken great opportunities to to be able to put themselves in that position where they can play against other teams and i mean right they're 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 no longer for lack of better words like the big fish in the small pond like they're contending with everybody else on every region so um with that growth i would almost put more leaning more i'd lean more towards outsiders um taking out uh, adrenaline rush
1: yeah I agree and like I had only one season of playing against the uh, general general adrenaline rush Wow I'll just say a rush from that one so <laughs> okay. um, and from my ex- my experience with against them I don't remember them being dominant now my memory might be fogged up a little bit but um, I just don't remember being as dominant as outsiders you know kind of was um it wasn't dominant in the sense that the rest of the south just kind of you know showed belly they just they have great young talent on that team um and you know i you know the Hashimoto boys they're you know they got great talent um I haven't been able to manage to talk much to them. I know they're very young. They're, um, they kind of keep themselves, but you know that's that's their that's their personality, um, and I can't I can't ban on them for that because I mean I I used to be like that, kind of cute to myself. So right, um, but they got great talent on that team with those those two and team, um, and so. I I like playing against those three mainly, because uh, they they they're kind of like a you know set the bar kind of deal.
0: Yeah, the um, I mean I'm going off of the last time we faced off against Jalen Rush in 2016, and I mean they're they held their ground. Um, they were offensive, but they did a lot of like running gun stuff. So if you just kind of Mm-hmm. i mean if this is when we had catch catching on our team as, as titan like when we had our what worked for yes. us it was like okay just don't do anything too dumb and we'll walk away from this uh just fine which was the case and then um but outsiders they bring in something completely different with the hashimoto kids um they're, it's, they're just it's, it's different
1: yeah I mean, and they like they do a lot of like no looks and everything um it's great because you know Clay is a very um, he he likes he likes to like I said earlier he likes to observe and so whenever I hear any of his talking with me about like how to counter them it's always interesting it's like okay yeah yeah um, you're right so I like listening and that's like how, again earlier Clay comes in show me what to do and um and he he, you know whenever he talks to me uh, it's all about clay he always makes it sound like these guys are beatable and they are they are very beatable um you just have to play the right strategy i mean so so yeah outsiders just kind of pushes you to um to do your to do your best and you know, knowing them, they're they're, you know, they do a lot of things together. Um, um, as far as as far as I know, I don't. I'm not inside the circle, but from what I see, they do a lot of things together. So they're, they're very close. They're like a, so they have that chemistry.
0: They're they're like a family, and so that's a whole nother mm-hmm. like aspect yeah. of the team. Like it, they have that like synergy, often on the court, and so I mean that does speak volumes for for teams that are. Are able to be in sync with each other, understand what everybody's doing, have each other's back. Um, it definitely it it adds something. Like I, you can argue about like Doom and how they were so close and well close knit. You see that again with mm-hmm. Heat. Um, I mean, teams that are able to function and like each other and stay a team off the court. I feel like are. I mean, there's all kinds of variables that like make a team better than a, another team, but that's one of them. It's just do they have the camaraderie, and if they do, then you know, they're that much more dangerous now because of that fact. So that definitely helps them. Um, I don't feel the need to yeah. get to the science behind that. Cause I feel like most people will agree with that, but um, definitely doesn't work against them. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. They're a great team. So,
0: all right. So, um, we kind of covered Dom's question on how did you like cloth? Um, Sounds like you. Obviously, you don't hate it. You like it more than foam, but uh, time will tell. Um, this question's coming up a lot, Sergio Leone. Who hurt you? Um, you didn't strike me as the type of someone that was hurt, but um, are you hurt? <laughs> and who hurt you? Thanks, Sergio.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you, Sergio. Um, nobody really uh, hurt me. I wouldn't say so. Um, and I get messed around with a lot in the dodgeball scene, only because. I'd say I'm an easy target because I'm just I'm very laid back, and I just you know with a laid back attitude. I don't really care what people say about me. I know I'm not the most perfect person. I just kind of laugh at whenever people say something funny about me. Really, because you know I'm the only one who knows you know much yourself. I just I just laugh at people's comments. So Sergio, no one hurt me.
0: Nice. The way to be. KFC yeah. or Bojangles?
1: So, this is an interesting question because I've never ate a Bojangles huh. and I know it's a Southern uh, restaurant. KFC, I had not eaten in years. So, by default, KFC would win, but I need to eat a Bojangles. I honestly don't know where the nearest Bojangles is.
0: You're wrong. Wow. Uh, Bojangles wins, hands down. <laughs> Although, there is something. I mean,
1: KFC, I mean, it's not. It's not bad, but it's not definitely not like the top chicken place I would go to. So I wouldn't doubt if I eat it whenever I eat a Bojangles, it would be hands down better than KFC.
0: It would. Um, not even hyping up Bojangles at all. It's, it's just so much better. Best KFC I ever had was in Japan. After that, I'm just like, I mean, never again can I can I have KFC. But um, it's, it's all right. Churches is better. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Sergio also asked, "What is your favorite dish that Clay makes?" So yeah, this is going back to Clay being a chef, right?
1: Yes, Clay is a chef. He has worked um, multiple places over the years down here in New Orleans. Um, he um, he's a he's a great cook, great chef. Now, interesting enough, I actually have not eaten anything that he has cooked um and it's just because i've never gone to any of the places that he's cooked at, uh but he has helped me um become a better cook myself he actually is the one to tell me how to cook you know a decent steak especially a wagyu steak recently hmm. and um yeah it's been helped me out a lot so he he's got great taste I mean, he has to be, you know, be a chef like him, but I mean, he, he knows his, he knows his stuff. Nice.
0: Um, Markel Stokes asked, does the Cowboys suck? Um, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to report him. I wanted to ban him from the page. How, how dare he? Um, and then the three people that laughed, you, Deanna and Alexandria. So are you a, I'm assuming you're not a Cowboys fan?
1: i am not i am a die hard saints fan Mm. and unfortunately for you i am going to say the cowboys do
0: suck yeah the interview's done um yeah
1: i know yep hand up goodbye good night that's it it's just gonna be an hour and a half
0: of you just eating crap i'm gonna find one blooper (laughs) and just make you yeah just edit the worst thing i could possibly could (laughs) whatever that's fine um I'm obviously still stuck in 96, 95 when Cowboys are good and that's where I'll remain yeah. until Jerry Jones gets the freak out of there or unless the coaches actually do their job, but um well this interview yeah, started off on a happy note. I would like to keep it like that. So I'll just go off my Cowboys and into uh Frenchy wins question. Good Lord. Okay, we'll talk about being an easy target. Uh when did when did the dad bod start to set in?
1: Oh, um <laughs> when Uh, the second one the second boy was on the way Uh, I so when everyone met me in dodgeball I was about 150 ish Um, I'm pretty lean I wasn't you know doing too bad as far as the body figure but then after the um, my youngest son's mom was pregnant and everything, I kind of just started being unhealthy, and you know, drinking a good bit of beer and just eating whatever. And so that's when the dad bod set in, and trying to get rid of it right now.
0: I mean, if it's not dad bods, it's COVID, COVID nineteen, COVID fifteen. Well, see,
1: it's not dad bod; it's a father figure. So nice. That's why I look at it.
0: You got Georgia Michael. His father figure song stuck in my head now, so dating myself yet again. <laughs> um, he also asks, "Have you hit puberty, puberty yet?" Um, I guess we can kind of just ignore that one. But he does ask, "What's your favorite chocolate milk?"
1: Um, so I always make melon chocolate milk with the Nesquik powder. Mm. So that is my absolute favorite self-made. As far as buying, definitely Borden. Borden chocolate milk. Borden. Yep. Get... Little cow logo.
0: Must be uh must be a regional thing. I've never I never heard of them. Borden.
1: Um I'm not
0: sure. Um Googling it right now. I have not seen that.
1: That's I I don't remember if I saw it in Vegas. Then again, I really wasn't looking for it in Vegas, but
0: I think I've seen that cow though. But Watch me to see it now, all over the place. <laughs> That's
1: what happens. You hear about something like really, and then all of a sudden you start seeing it all over the place, everywhere. It happens all the time.
0: Yep. Uh, Tori Thompson, uh, this should be a good one. Got five happy faces <laughs> for this one. So, oh yeah. Yes. Uh, why do you have such a hard time not stepping over the sideline during the opening rush? So I can get okay. the I can get the the center line, but the sideline.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Backstory of this, Nationals back in Austin, Texas. Uh, It was early on the first day of round robin. And I went to go do the opening rush, and Tori was refing, And it was just, you know, routine. Ran ran up, go grab the balls. And as I was grabbing and throwing it back, Tori whistled at me. And I was like, what? And he goes, you stepped over the line. I said, you can't step over the line. He goes, no, the sideline. And I was so confused because I've never done that before, never gotten called out for that at all. So I was like, Huh, okay. I asked Matt the and he said, when I approached the line, my foot, my right foot stepped out of bounds. Said, okay, all right, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll step it in about like two inches into the line so I don't do that again. No big deal. Later that day, in the same round robin, toy was refing and I ran up and Toy was watching hard on it. And I, I, it just when I went to go step over, the way I do it is I run up left foot on our side of the center line. My right foot will go will swing over. So I can get the angle to throw a ball back. Well, I set my right foot a little bit too far back, and he called me out again. And I just, it's, it's so embarrassing. And Clay was right there. And he was like, "Dude, really? Twice in one day?" I just, I threw my hands up and I just gave up because it's, I, it's in the rules. I did not even know. It could be called because it's never happened so it was one of those moments that threw me off guard so bad and it's just oh it's so embarrassing so embarrassing i don't know why i have a hard time Tori, but you know i've made sure i don't do it every time
0: what well i'm gonna say it's gonna be a while before we can play again but definitely want to watch now and see if this yes, happens again yes, it's, yeah, shout to out this. to all the
1: referees out there when you're watching the opening rush another thing for you to watch out for outside of the attack line make sure the rushers don't slip out of bounds because it's an out and it can really throw off the rhythm I hope um
0: I hope we can go back to like this soundbite with footage spliced or looped of you stepping over in the future fairly <laughs> soon hopefully but, oh, uh, it,
1: it, there probably is footage. Uh, like I said, it was two different matches. I know exactly which court it was on too. I can.
0: Oh, I'm talking oh, about like yeah. when we get to play again. Trying to keep a, uh, this optimistic belief that we'll be playing dodgeball fairly soon. Yeah. And uh, I hope so. Yep. So that's that's a good transition to this one. I was, I was actually curious for the uh, Alexandria Shelton she asks, um, "What are you doing to fill the void of not having dodgeball right now?" So speaking of like the future and being optimistic, like how are you feeling this void?
1: Um, so I've been, you know, working on getting healthy, um, getting, in, get getting into shape. Uh, my goal, I think I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I mentioned earlier, lose about 10 to 15 pounds of fat and then bulk up a muscle. Uh, so I've been trying to, Working my diet, working out. Um, then, with both my boys, they were home for the first majority part of the uh, lockdown. So I've been kind of, you know, help them with help them with school, educate them, um, and then kind of just been, you know, trying to throw a ball with them every now and then, kind of just get my arm in the motion. Uh, it's, it's all I can do, really. I don't have anywhere I can just go do target practice with a dodgeball or much of that stuff. I, you know, I could do some drills in my backyard, but right now it is super hot down here and humid. That, you know, it's it, it's it would be it would be deadly to do it. But you know, if you gotta, if you want to be the best, you gotta do what you can, make those kind of sacrifices. So I'll probably have to get back up. But so far, I mean, it, it's been I've been trying to fill as much as I could with, with that kind of stuff. And then also to help me be kind of connected with everybody from dodgeball, I play Call of Duty Warzone pretty much every night with Clay um, and whoever else is on. Usually it's uh, his roommate, Morgan. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, I fill it up right now.
0: I've been seeing a lot of that. Um, you know, going back to when we first started talking about, you know, life with COVID, a lot of the, like zoom calls, a lot of like game shows starting to spot or pop up and then um, mm-hmm. a lot of call of duty, which it's cool. Yes. I mean, it's, it's not the same as playing dodgeball, but it's, it's something and it's kind of connecting all these random people together, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been great. Um, and I mean, it, it's been, it's been hard, uh, because I miss the social environment of dodgeball but it's been oh another thing actually I just I just remembered um I am doing beach volleyball because the beach volleyball complex that is here right down the street from my house is open so I joined the league there to kind of help me keep active in that sense so that that's also helped out a lot
0: yeah that's something I mean I played um ultimate football with my, my company, <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago. And I just was like, man, I miss sports. I just miss doing something. So man, it's good that you actually have, um, an outlet of some kind. That's cool.
1: Yeah. It, it's been, it's been very helpful, uh, dealing, dealing with that little void, um, making sure I'm not getting too bored and going insane over here.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's hard not to right now. Um, yeah see not so much questions but uh i mean Frenchie decided to answer for you said uh to fill a void uh you're making babies and then um cory's no saying, baby no, making me right now no, that's me yeah, and no then me but just going back to the uh you literally look at a girl and they get pregnant and then Corey's like boom pregnant and then i'm still waiting for a photoshopped Deeks into this gif hopefully uh hopefully soon and then um,
1: anybody, anybody in the uh, dodgeball community can do that. Um, I'm pretty the, sure
0: some of the ones that have been coming awesome. out have been hilarious and just very, very much needed.
1: Yes, most definitely.
0: Um, Corey also asked, um, he did ask how you got started playing dodgeball. We did kind of cover that though, towards the beginning. Um, yep. So with that, that kind of ends the crowdsource questions, but um, kind of go to like the, um, you know, the final, final rounds. Um, and the first one is just kind of given your, your take, you know, why do you, why do you feel dodgeball is still a mostly unknown and unacknowledged sport? I opinion?
1: think it's because um, it's just not, I wouldn't say taken serious because when you have ESPN showing it once a year, it's technically being taken serious, but I just think it, it doesn't have that following. You know, we have we have our close group in Dodgeball family and everything, try to expand. It just doesn't have that, you know, deep following that other sports are having. You know, Cornhole got their following. There's And they're currently, you know, doing tournaments right now. I saw on ESPN, they're still doing their tournaments. They're just very limited. So, you know, they just – Unfortunately, right now, dodgeball does not have that really deep following of spectators. And it's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with the sport. It's just, you know, the exposure that it needs to have. You know, our peak, you know, people will say our peak is when Vince Marchbank's highlight of the backwards uh, throw was, was like peak dodgeball. Uh, exposure when in reality it's like yeah get the most views but did it really bring in a lot of people I mean it just kind of hopefully and and fortunately this year I I was hoping this year will be one of those years we can get a bigger following Um, but hopefully soon people will watch dodgeball in its grand scheme of things and see that you know this is a great thing to watch, keep track of, and so on and so forth. It's just there that I I specifically can't point out what it is missing. Oh, to get that exposure, get that following. But I have a feeling that it will it'll break that barrier soon because it is starting to become big. It is starting to become kind of a staple sport throughout the country and the world itself so it's just it's only a matter of time before we start becoming very serious and not be known as this you know unacknowledged sport the sport that's only you know played in your gyms and elementary school or related to the dodgeball movie so i i I feel the sport will hit that pretty soon
0: yeah, I I agree. I feel like we're just we're just so close. It's just gonna take like the right. I don't even know if I'm speaking in terms of like how TV works, but like the right executive or the right marketer or the right somebody is gonna see something and just see the potential and be like, wait, maybe this will make a good e-sport or maybe this will make a good something, and then um, we'll be there. And then you know, going going to Vince's um video that went viral, it's like. It's great that all these people saw it, and I love watching seeing in the comments like, "Oh, I could totally take this guy." I'm like, "No, you can't." But there's there's gotta be some way to make that happen. Where like, I mean, we it's been talked about before, and when people ask, ask answer this question, it's like there needs to be people on the threads pointing people to where to play, and and a lot of people do try that, but there's just mm-hmm. there's something that's just missing to connect that dot, and hopefully we figure it out, or hopefully again, as I was saying, like somebody just a lot of money and a lot of a lot of time to invest sees it for what it is and and gets us there but...
1: and another thing, i think you know you know i don't know if it's something we're missing but you know we're also a lot of sports have that you know that i say shining star because you know everyone wants to follow them on instagram on twitter and so on and so forth you know, to me right now, it doesn't seem like we have that kind of person that is in every social media circle, and everyone's watching this person. Uh, and it's ho- and It's kind of hard to do with the sport. I mean, you know, you have you have your video game streamers. It's e- it that's easy. You know, it's kind of easy to follow with them because they're on Twitch and they'll, you know, be on almost every day. So you know, I feel like. Somehow we need to figure out – I say figure out. Somehow we need to have someone rise up and be like this person has a big following on social media. Everyone can kind of relate to him. And it's not a knock on any of our top players at all because all our top players are amazing athletes. They're amazing players and they're great in community. It, it's just kind of like i know that's like the little one little thing we're missing is that top athlete vince vince is right now you know he, or at the time he had that exposure and i think you know there's you know there may have been a way to capitalize on it but it's kind of, it's it's really hard cuz with social media nowadays the the to think um, attention attention span on social media is very narrow. You know, they see Vince's play and then boom go to something else. You know, go to disc golf, go to Cornhole, whatever. So it's just something that we need to have something continuously grab people's attention and be like, Oh wait, what's going on here at Dodgeball? You know, maybe we should start watching this more so that's you know we just need to capitalize more on those kind of on our top players with their highlights our top teams with their highlights showing hey we're serious over here we we are a legit sport we have passion we have a great community look at us over here
0: come see what we got and then Also, just see how easy it is to get involved too. Like, anyone can play dodgeball for the most part. You can just go to like a local rec league and set. It's not doesn't take too much. You know, you don't have to go buy a bunch of equipment. You don't have to go through a lot of training. You just have to have a healthy sense of paranoia, not throw your shoulder out, and um, and it's a good time. And most leagues, I would hope, are all inclusive. And you know, it's you're you're joining more than just a sport. You're joining a community. I would hope.
1: Yes, yes. And, and I, I actually, on, on my next comment is they are going to see, like I said, inclusivity in this whole thing. That's why I love dodgeball right now. I love the inclusivity in the sport. From Sin City was my first major exposure to the national scene, and growing up in the South, it's you know everyone knows. grow up in, it's especially in Deep Louisiana, we are the Catholic capital of. The country right now. So growing up at that and going to something like Sin City was a big culture shock for me. But you I know,
0: know kind of laughing, I sorry. took
1: it in a positive note, and I I I loved it, and then it it exposed me to so much, Stephen. It, it just it was, it's just I'm I'm hooked on the community. You know, we have great leaders such as Jake Mason, Brendan Tickner, and Vince Marchbanks, I mean, everyone, everyone is a great leader about this community, and I hope when we get this exposure, everyone sees that, and, you know, it would just, it will just double kind of, like, the likeness of dodgeball, because, girl, it's a fun sport, great, um, great, great, uh, great action. Teamwork and everything, but we're also very inclusive to where we have just, just grand scheme of players there from all over, different backgrounds, sexual orientations. It it's it's amazing. Like I cannot be more than happy with with this community to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, well said, man. I mean that that's it's one of those like secondary benefits. Like yeah, you get to play a really cool sport, but at the same time. Most people are pretty inclusive. It's it's generally a good community of people, and hopefully, you make friends for life all across the states, to include the world too. I mean, I I could probably spend a long time cataloging how much my life has uh, improved because of dodgeball. So,
1: yes, no, I I am in the same page. Before before dodgeball, it was you know pretty sheltered life down here for southern Catholic boy. At the dodgeball, I've been exposed to so much, and it's it's helped me grow into a better person and a better and a better life overall. And I can't think not just the sport, but the community itself.
0: Nice. Um, is there anything that you do not like about the current state of dodgeball? And current being, you know, this question was written. We expected there to be seasons, so just, <laughs> let's just pretend. Yeah, we hate the fact that we're not playing, but. Aside from that, um, or anything you'd like to see change. I guess, however, you want to phrase that.
1: Um, I mean, off the top of my head, outside of not playing right now, the current state is kind. Of, they don't like what the current state. Is, kind of going back to the first question. I don't like that we are not taken serious. Um, we're not taken. You know. Respect on the level that we should. And it's nothing against our own community and our own sport. It's against the views of what everybody is seeing or what they not see. Um, and so that's kind of the outside. Inside Dodgeball itself with the community and everything, um, you know, things need to be figured out or kind of handled with the USA and U.S. dodgeball deal. I am not going to I cannot go into any um, anything about that. That is not my place. But it is something that definitely needs to be handled because that is also going to mess with our the view of us. You know, people will see we have two different USA teams. Why? That's questions. Well, depends on who you ask. You're going to get, you know, 20 different answers. So I, that, that's one thing I don't like is that we, this is a battle that's been kind of being, been fought for so long. And everyone in the community knows it. It's been fought for a couple of years now and it's just kind of, it's just kind of aggravating. Um. So it's just, that's the only, that's kind of the only thing I don't like inside because that that kind of can hurt our image if it doesn't get figured out.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try really hard to just not not uh, chime in on that one. Um, otherwise, this will turn <laughs> into a completely different episode. But um, yes, agreed. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll i'll leave it at that. If anybody wants to know what I think, if you if you don't know already, then uh, hit me up on 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 the Facebook.
1: And same with me. If anybody has you know any questions about it about my opinion on it, definitely reach out to me. I'm an open book. I will tell you my opinion on it. I, you know. I, I, yeah. Just hit me up. (laughs) That's all I can say, really.
0: Fair enough. Um. I think we kind of talked about your career highlight, but I wanted to revisit that one. Um. Do you have another one?
1: So since we're kind of on a father thing, um, I'll do a funny career highlight. In round three, New Orleans last year, um, it was the first tournament I, I had both my sons at. My mom ended up bringing both of them to, to the gym and the gym itself uh, actually was at my old high school. Uh, there is a second level that they track that runs around the gym, so they were up there. I was excited. We're playing against Wrecking Balls and it was down to the wire in this game and I it was me and a teammate, I want to say, it was Andrew Furnese, who doesn't play right now. He he got out, ended up being 2 on one Me against Ash, Justin Ashby, and I can't remember who else it was. Well, they came up to the line to throw. I dodged. I ended up catching the ball from Ashby in my knees, and I came out with the catch. Ended nice. up being 2 on one Stuart Contreras came in after a quick pause from the refs. They want to continue. Stu and I double teamed. The last man and guy. I got the out and I was pumped. And I was like, oh yes, my son's got to see me. You know, have a great play, highlight everything. i look up. My youngest one is asleep in the stroller <laughs> and my oldest one is just somewhere run around with my niece <laughs> I'm like really Come I do this on. awesome play you know my sons are watching me I'll get all excited yeah Dad, good job and they're not watching
0: <laughs> you're like ah dang it
1: yeah I was so excited and everything just to find out it was you know wasn't was not witnessed by two most important people in my life
0: <laughs> oh I mean that's <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say that that's, that's kind of sweet, but then also pay attention, <laughs> you little turds. It <laughs> would,
1: but I was more than happy to have him there. Honestly, it, it's always great right. to have him. You know, watching play. Um, you know, whenever we I'm playing in, in Noda, um, it's always good to have a you know one of them watching everything. So it's it's cool to have that. So it it was still it was still a sweet moment.
0: Yeah, no, it's always good to be like the person that saves the game and then cleans up after as a result. So especially as a after like a big catch or, um, it's always it's always exhilarating. Um, you now hopefully there'll be more. I, I I'm gathering that you're like probably 17 years old, so plenty of time. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we we showed the age earlier in this interview of uh, you know, yeah, I I, I get. Mistaken for a 17 year old many times. So
0: do you um do you have a favorite dodgeball memory? Does that tie into it or do you have a separate one?
1: Um favorite dodgeball memory. I'm gonna go kind of off the court on this one actually. Um so since City this past year. Um I kind of was just, you know, feeling out of the loop. I had kind of gone through just a little bit of a I say down spot in my life. Um, kind of feeling down. And Sin City always seems to bring the best out of me. So I ended up refereeing with Clay, and great time doing that. And then we ended up doing our usual nice dinner. And this time we did it with Dallas people. It was me, Clay, Jen Woodley, Richard Wentzel, Cody Stidham, um, Jeremy um, and Christy Stevens, I think there was one or two people in the group, uh, Deanna, um, we are all at dinner and just cracking jokes the whole time, talking about everything. And like, it just kind of, you know, hit me like, holy crap, like, this is family. So I just kind of like, I don't know why, Stephen, but, like, you know, it just kind of hit me in emotions. Like, I went from being kind of down to just really high. And I was just – Deanna actually saw me kind of, like, smiling for some reason. <laughs> I, I, I feel embarrassed to kind of, you know, say I'm just smiling all the time. she's like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm perfect. I'm good. Nice. So like, he just randomly smiled. smile. I'm like, I'm just um, – I'm – I'm in a great uh, great position right now. So it's it's just, you know, one of those things, like, a reminder, you know, this whole dodgeball community is family, you know, no matter who we're with, and it's just a great time. So that's kind of, like, my, one of my favorite dodgeball moments, you know. you know. mainly It's been mainly off the court, so.
0: Nice. And the reason why, why I prefaced it with anything off the court, because a lot of people – in this season have been saying, Oh, it was the trip to this one tournament, or it was when we were staying before this one tournament. It was like not actually playing in the court itself, which is really cool and probably good to separate the two. Yeah. um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I I think, you know, that's the great thing about the sport is, you know, we, we have so many good plays it's kind of hard to pick and choose because we get so hyped up for this and that, and even, and then a lot of people might have a bad bad tournament here and there. But I think everyone can agree with me on this that you know you just get this good feeling when you're out with everyone, in the community. You know whether it's your team, your region, or everyone that's at nationals, you just you know all of a sudden you get get this good feeling and that's that's why we play we don't play for the metal for the money um or anything we play because this is our feeling it sounds so fast and furious call me Toretto, but i mean this is that's kind of what we play because this is
0: family yeah no it's um I mean, that that makes sense. I, I was really not a happy person on my way to Sin City. Cause it just had a bunch of stuff pile up. But the second I got there and started seeing, um, I think Alex, Alexander, Ch- uh, Claude was my, the first guy I saw. And I was like, yeah, I think this is where I need to be. And then the whole weekend was, <laughs> was a freaking blast. So it's probably some like broken records right now, but the sport will, I think attract you, but I think the community like hooks you. And then, um, you can be pulled out of, you know, the darkest ruts. So that's, it's good to hear, man. Um, Yep. Kind of talked a little bit about the future of dodgeball Um, earlier when we were saying, you know, we're just like, we're just so close to maybe taking off and seeing, um, you know, the, the point where it's taken seriously. We end up on ESPN, not as a once a year hokey ESPN, the Ocho thing, but we'll see something a little more solid. But um, I did want to ask, what do you want to achieve in dodgeball? Like, what is your, is it a world title? I, is it, like, what, what, do you, what do you think even, like?
1: So, what I want to achieve, my current goal is to win, you know, a, a South round um, along with winning the South. Um, my ultimate goal is to be, you know, a top 10 team in the nation. Um, I always, I've always, you know, wanted to be a great player, but I've also always wanted to be with a great team and, you know, unfortunately, and, uh, down in New Orleans, we don't have, you know, we haven't had much stability. We've had a lot of core players move, move on with life. So it's kind of hard, but you know, this year I, I I felt that this year with the team, you know, we we could have taken a round or uh, whether it was not cloth, foam, 8.5, no stain. I, I you know, I, I feel like with the team we have, we could we could take it. Um, I really I really wanted to. Uh, I I personally have not won like a. You know, like a let's see, championship. Like I've won rec league championships, but you know, I want to take it the next step. You know, win the South. Um, so that's kind of my goal for this for the this near future. I and I want to be, con, you know, considered a top player in the South uh, at some point too. Um, hopefully, I can get there um, at some point soon it's just a lot it's a lot of tough competition in the South. Um you got the Hashimoto boys, Kim, you know, to kind of battle against with that title. Um Jake Gaber is a pretty good player. So uh, Justin Ashby there's there's a lot of good players in the South that I have to overtake and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a hard road but hopefully I can get there. Uh, at some point in my career,
0: for sure. I mean, it's good to have you know goals like that, and it's one thing to be like, "I want to be the best player that ever lived," but you know, you have like an actual set, like definition or, or set parameters to to aspire to. So,
1: yep, as I've always been taught, always have an achievable goal and like you know an ultimate goal. So nice. I know what I so kind of my my goal coming in was I heard. You know, there's this, you know, LeBron, at dodgeball and everything. So, me coming in, this, so to speak, elite rookie, I was like, I want to play against him. I want to beat him. And I wanted to play against Vince Marchbanks and, and beat him. And my first exposure to him was New, the New Orleans uh, Nationals. And I, I saw him play against them. Uh, I, oh, I can't remember if I did get him out. I, I should know if I did, but I know I probably didn't. But he absolutely destroyed destroyed me and our team. So I knew that. I was like, okay, now I see what level I have to be at. So it's one of those things where I came in, I was like, I want to get to that level where I can take someone like Benz on and, and beat him one-on-one or whatever.
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully uh, we'll be taking the court soon and then um, you'll have that chance. And just as we're talking about you stepping over the line, footage uh, surfacing, maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll see that as well. To yeah, kinda, can't
1: be doing that if I if I want to get uh, Vince out at yeah. some point.
0: Maybe we'll have that to like counter counterbalance the two. <laughs> um, Probably premature for you, um, but I, I really like this question, uh, especially as I get older, but... Um, Have you even given any thought to what life looks like after dodgeball?
1: Um, I'll be honest. I have had a couple times where I was afraid I would have to give up dodgeball because of my two boys. Um, But, you know, I'm too far committed, and now I've hit a point where I don't see an ending point. I feel great physically. I, you know... At this whole pandemic, I could just get back in to my into a career, and um, just continue continue, you know, chucking it in my career, because I I don't see it slowing down or stopping. Nice. I mean, if you know anything were to happen, um, as far as you know, uh, it's kind of known that no one's teams have had fallouts, but I don't see that happening with Category Five. We are close-knit group, but if you know anything disastrous were to happen like that, I, I would just you know, go on a different team, um, somewhere in the south. I do not want to stop playing at all until my arm is broken off my shoulder.
0: Well, hopefully, as we talked about, you know, you, you adjust your throwing style so you're not throwing your arm out. And, uh, but it sounds like, um, it's kind of like what Joe Coella says, like, you're going to play until the wheels come off. So that's, that's my plan. That's the way to be. Hopefully, it's, <laughs> it's nine times soon and you got a lot of, a lot of years left. Um, I think it's funny because I'm going to call you back Clay, if you're listening. Um, when we, when we posted, me and Justin, we're going to do like a, A pre like a prelude like a a precap and we're going to talk about like shakeups and and whatnot what teams are coming back what teams are merging what teams are leaving clay said category five was was done so unless i'm remembering that incorrectly does that ring a bell at all were you guys like almost on your way out
1: no there was really no point uh the only time we were done was um no, we weren't done. That was crew. That was done. Um, but there really wasn't a time where we were done. We, once we found out about two of our players retiring for their families, we instantly reached out to um, two player, two ex-players from Voodoo, uh, Randall and Travis Avery. and you know, we kind of we kind of knew who we wanted. Uh, we asked them, hey, you want to come join us? And they almost, you know, they had to check and make sure everything was going fine with their careers and whatnot, and they jumped on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not a point where we were at risk of not playing the season. We were going to find people. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that. so that rumor is false. I know we always <laughs> Clay's always in the rumor mill, but um, he, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the time we we were in trouble for a season.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna, I, I have to, I'm digging up our my chat with Clay real quick because um...
1: <laughs> you're gonna fact check me on this one.
0: I'm more fact checking myself, because um, I don't want to I don't want to be like calling somebody out for something that's not correct. So, oh my bad, Clay. Okay, and this is exactly why I did this. Um, it was Voodoo that disbanded, not not Category Five. Yes. Okay. Yes. My bad, so... Clay. See, that's that's why I had to do that. Now I don't feel so bad. Um, mistakes were made, but yeah. uh...
1: You know, when you said when you said that, I'm thinking uh, I was thinking you probably got it mixed up with. Us and Voodoo. So, yes, Voodoo was, has always been in trouble um, ever since last year. They kind of had a – they didn't – they had a squad, but not really for round one. And then they claimed they were going to have a team for rounds two, three, and four. How far that was going to go as far as, you know, how far of a truth is that? I don't know, you know it's always been kind of a toss up with them of who and if they will be there. Gotcha.
0: Well, it's funny cause, uh, Sergio helps me out with the with the cue scene in case I say something really dumb or I miss something very blaring and obvious. And so, ha, Sergio, I caught it before you could <laughs> saved, but, um, I think that's that's all I have, man. Um I, I did hold out though for 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 Nas and joke, as you can see in my notes. Uh this is where we're at. So um have you had time did to Did we uh,
1: want to uh do the that the, the Dodgewell joke I mentioned yesterday? Let's see it yeah, yesterday. Um
0: I think so. I, I want uh I want the I, I want think the you said you wanted to save
1: that one for it.
0: So, yeah, so Whitney uh, Whitney ah, Whitney Pittman had asked. Uh, actually, no, I think he told that one. Um, let's see. I did.
1: I did tell him. I think you said you wanted to save that.
0: Let's see. Let me scroll real quick. Dominic asked, "What's your favorite dad? What's your favorite dad joke?" So that that was the one. So that that's the one because you you told the uh, the dodgeball related dad joke.
1: Which was,
0: uh, and that was uh, Trump dodging the draft, right? Correct. Yeah. So, what what is what is your dad joke for for this episode?
1: All right. So, my dad joke for this episode is: um, I got pulled over, and I said, "Officer, why are you crying while writing me a ticket?" And that cop comes into the window and goes, "It's it's a moving violation."
0: Uh, I would clap right now, but I would disturb my neighbors. Um and I would do like the slow Ross clap, but <laughs> nice. Awesome.
1: Uh, I it's it's just so much fun doing the dad jokes online. Um uh, that has another one for you. What what is the surfer's favorite detergent? Tide.
0: Womp. <laughs> <laughs> nice two for the price of one man awesome so um yeah i think we're. i mean we're getting close to the two and a half hour mark um but before we wrap up are there any shout outs that you wanted to give
1: yes i want to give a shout out to my family uh my boys for supporting me my family for supporting me on my trips and everything uh my teammates category five the best teams i could ask for uh past and present we we are a great team i cannot wait to see what we do and once we get back into action i'm excited for this team and then last my shout out is to the whole dodgeball community everyone out there please continue you know your fight your support for everything that is going on um i love seeing the unity we are having in the community so keep it up everyone um it's great um uh, i i i can't i cannot express enough how happy i am to be part of this kind of community so once again keep it up uh y'all are all y'all are all, all awesome
0: well said man that that's definitely a good note to uh to leave off on especially because um as we kind of said in the beginning this is um what's going on right now is is not a moment it's a it's a movement and i feel like we can try to pick up with our lives but at the same time like this we we take this with us like this isn't just something that we're gonna write off um once things go back to normal when when we look at what normal is we're we're hoping for more justice more equality more 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 progression as a society and um hopefully when we look back at 2020 we say hey this was a crappy year we'll say no it actually wasn't Um, a lot of great things came out of it and it starts with just um, people keep on doing what they're doing so
1: yes a lot of change will definitely come from this and I you know I think it'll be it'll be good change Um, we're gonna we're exposing a lot exposing a lot of things uh, that need to be changed and I think it will you know it would help It'll help everybody move forward. We just gotta keep it going. We can't stop. Don't let don't let things become part of the new cycle and lose its traction. Just you know, keep up keep up the the movement.
0: Nice. Awesome man. Well I think we'll go ahead and uh, end the interview there. Alright, so that was my interview with Austin Deeks and Austin. Thank you so much man for being willing to hop on and for being flexible. I, I know I probably say that all the time, but um it, it never it never fails to to amaze me at, like how flexible people are willing to be to not only be willing to talk about themselves and be interviewed, but also give me 2-3 hours of their time. And, you know, if responsibilities come up and I have to shift, um or reschedule. Just just being willing to do that alone. Like it, it's 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 always um it's just a very awesome feeling to know that people are willing to still talk to after all these episodes. And um it's definitely a very good break. Um more for me for the day to day. Um definitely got really into um, you know, my professional life and I don't want to say kind of forgot how to podcast, but um this was what I needed to get back into the mix of things. So um, on that note, um, you know, if you've got feedback, um, I should be putting out a schedule of who I've got lined up for the next couple of weeks. But if there's something that you want to see or a topic you'd like to cover, uh, let me know. And um, huge thank you and shout out, obviously, to Lucas and, and Justin Bosch and um, Amanda, um, Ashley as well, for, or Amanda Decker, for you know taking up the reins and, and doing some guest hosting. Um, definitely want to see more of that, too, as we look into the next half of 2020 or season four of the podcast but um yeah gonna go ahead and stop talking if you are still listening have a great uh rest of your evening great rest of your week great weekend great happy fourth of july and we'll see you soon